0: hello welcome to wide left sports today i am joined by former msu bobcat scott turnquist how are you doing today scott
1: i'm doing great i'm doing great mitch thanks for having me this is awesome really appreciate the uh, opportunity to be with you
0: of course it's great to have you on i'm a bobcat fan at heart i don't let that show a lot but i'm a bobcat (laughs) fan at heart and i love having former bobcats on the show so it's great to have you on
1: (laughs) uh it's yeah it's great to be here relive some of the uh the old days. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> so when did you fall in love with football and what made you choose MSU to continue your football career collegiately?
1: Oh yeah. I, I fell in love with football, uh, really young. Uh, my dad was a head coach at Shepard high school for a long time. Um, you know, won a state championship in 1987, uh, and, uh, went to the state championship again in 88. And, um, You know that I I grew up around the game. So um, and I think my dad actually furthered my love for 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 football by not letting me play right away. Um, So I I didn't get to play football until about eighth grade. And and, um, you know, was just kind of a personal choice for him. But um, it kind of fueled the uh, the hunger for for the game itself inside of me. So, uh, yeah, that was that was born really early for me. Um, and it's just something that I really fell in love to. I mean, I gravitated towards sports. I, I played probably just about everything growing up. So, um, but I think once I really started uh, getting into football uh, a lot in middle school and high school, that's, that's kind of when I really knew that's where I, that's, that that's the one that I really wanted to be involved with, uh, with long-term. So, um, but, you know, played, ran track and, and played basketball as well in high school and, and played baseball growing up and, and played some soccer and all sorts of things. So sports in general, have just been a love of mine for a long time, but certainly football was, was that love was born really, really early. Um, but yeah, you know, in Montana state, um, and, and ironically, my dad played for the university of Montana. So, um, that was just one of those things where, um, you know, Montana state as, as the process went through in high school, um, showed a lot more interest and and, and I was a good high school player. Um, you know, I, I wasn't certainly the best football player in the state of Montana that year, but, um, you know, I, I had some, um, some talent and, and Montana state just kind of identified that in me and, and I think had a role for me that they saw. Um, and, uh, and once I got up there and visited and saw the team and the guys that were there and and um, and saw the campus, it, it's hard not to to love Bozeman uh, when you get there. It really is. And um, you know, going through high school, Bozeman was kind of a a team that was a, a bit of a rival, um, probably more on our end than theirs because uh, they were always really good. Um, but um, you know, seeing Bozeman in a different light once I got there that you kind of fall in love with it. And that's, that's what happened for me. And, and, um, you know, certainly it was, there's some ups and downs in Bozeman during my time there, but, um, you know, I love, I love Bozeman. I love Montana state. I love the Bobcats. Um, and it's one of those things that, uh, so many things happened for me. Uh, there so many relationships, uh, developed there, um, that I still carry with me and it's a really special place.
0: That's awesome. So if I remember right, during your time, you went through a coaching change with the head coach. How difficult was that to have two different coaches during your college?
1: Yeah, so we, that happened really early. Um, so for me, I was recruited by Cliff Heisel and his staff. Um, Butch Danberger was my primary recruiter. And um, and that, that transition happened um, after that, my first redshirt freshman season. Um, and having coach Kramer and his staff come in, um, it was a big change. It really was just in, in the, uh, personality and mentality of, of the coaching staff and, and, um, and just the overall mindset in general. And so, you know, anytime that happens, we, we had a lot of player turnover, uh, in that Mm -hmm. time and a lot of players, um, leave the program and, and, um, and so that anytime a change in leadership happens like that, um. It takes a little bit of time, especially for guys that are already there that have been recruited um, by a different staff. It takes. It's, there's an acclimation period, and, and sometimes, you know, uh, that doesn't go as smoothly as, as you would like. But um, I know that there was a lot of a lot of us who um, stuck through that process. Um, we're, we're really glad that we did, um, and and it. But it certainly wasn't uh, wasn't easy. Um, but in the end, it worked out really well. But uh, you know, I'll tell you that first year after that change happened was the 0-11 season, and um, I think a lot of that was due to the fact that we had so much turnover, especially in the older, um, the older um, levels of the juniors and seniors. And and um, we we're playing that 0-11 season with a lot of uh, true and redshirt freshmen uh, and sophomore players. And in a conference like the Big Sky, that's really difficult to do. So. Um, but I think we learned a lot of things in that through that process that um that helped us later on. But yeah, a coaching change is never easy. Um, mm. But I think you know we handled it as well as we could have, I and mean, then we came out on the other side a lot stronger in a lot of ways,
0: for sure. So I have two follow-up questions with that. Yeah. Um, one is, you know, going through an O and eleven season or just an O for any amount can be really tough on you psychologically how did you as a team and personally go through that to where you were better from year to year?
1: Yeah. So um I tell people all the time, I mean, that's, um, that's the worst stretch of time that I've had in my life, just because um, you go through that change. And, and when, when coach came in, um, it, it was, it was tough. He made it hard. Um, and, uh, you know, to try to see it's not, not necessarily to run guys off, but to, to develop his type of competitive nature on our team. And, um, you know, that it was very difficult physically, uh, and mentally. Um, and then to go into that season, um, knowing that we were going to be young, but when we're there, I mean, as players, we don't want to have that mindset. We're like, Oh, we're going to go win. Uh, you know, we're going to win every game and we're good. Um, and then, you know, you go through something like that. And, um, you know, I think, we, throughout that season, even though we didn't win any games, we saw progress. We saw development. We saw guys getting better and starting to hold their own. And by the end of the season, we were playing teams really closely, um, playing teams well. And unfortunately, our schedule was really backloaded that year. Um, you know, we play in Montana and, and Portland State and, and Eastern Washington. And those teams were really, really good at that time. And And so we saw progress, but we just didn't see the results. And I think Going into that offseason, we also made some key additions to the roster. Um, but we also just that that motivates you. If you're if you're a competitor and you really have a drive to be successful, you can take that one of two ways. You can let that defeat you and you can stop and you can give up. Or you can you can use that to drive you into your next uh, stage. And, and I think we we all did that. Not all of those guys that were there um, really set set the precedent moving forward that we were going to make sure that that turned around. And, and it was a little bit of a process, but it did turn around and it was uh, very much worth it and, and shoot today. There's so many lessons that I took from that. Um, though that process and certainly that season, um, that, that help you now. Um, and that's the beauty of sports is you can learn those lessons, um, where it's not real life. Um, uh, when you're in the in real life in the real world um those lessons come through and they can help you so a lot can be taken from situations like that
0: that's awesome and then my other follow-up question is coach Kramer seems to have a larger than the life personality mm-hmm. how neat was it to be able to be under him for you know as a player
1: yeah so again very very stark change from from he and coach heisel um coach heisel is obviously in Montana State legend um, wonderful man. Um, and it, it was an honor to play for him even for a year as a redshirt. Um, but yes, very, very different from coach Kramer, um, more, much more subdued coach Kramer is like you said, he's, he's, he's bigger than life, uh, in a lot of ways. And, um, and so, you, you know, that takes, that takes some getting used to, um, and it really does. And, and there was some times there you know, being honest, there were some times where where I struggled to relate well with coach um, because especially early on, uh, I just didn't know, and I'm speaking personally, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me personally, um, I just didn't know how to read him in regards to our relationship um, and how he saw me and viewed me as a player. Not that that is his only um, sole purpose, right? Everybody has to have that relationship, and as a head coach, you have to it's hard to have a a really close relationship with everybody. But as time went on and time developed, um, you know, I think he and I developed an understanding as long as, as well as everybody else where, um, and I think by the time I got to be a senior, um, you know, he knew that I could handle, um, you know, I I could be a guy that could take criticism and I could handle um, some of the things that, um, that he would say or do. Um, And he knew that um, that he could use me as an example in a lot of different ways Um, with the media, you know, good and bad. You know, he had an understanding and I had an understanding that um, he could say things about me, good and bad, that I knew that he knew that I could handle, um, that I was going to use the right way and that and that I could then translate that with some of my teammates also who maybe weren't didn't have that relationship yet. And so. Um, I could be that kind of leader and that guy for for him and that team and that in that time. And so, um, we we certainly developed a, a great relationship, um, and that was something that happened over time. So, um, but yeah, no no question. I mean, Coach Kramer is is a guy. Um, it's widely publicized his personality, but at the end of the day, um, I think you know we always knew that that he had our best interests at heart, that he cared about about us and what we uh how we performed both individually and collectively and that was that was something that we kind of always knew so we could we could always go back on that even though that personality was there sometimes
0: for sure definitely so now you've also started to coach you're coaching there in Indiana in high school so what have you taken from each of your different levels of having coaches you know from even you your dad to college and high school to now your team there in Indiana
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, um, being a coach now, um, and this, I'm going into my fourth year as a head coach here in, in Indiana, spent a long time as an assistant coach in a couple of different schools. And, and, you know, it, it, it's interesting how you figure out when you get in these positions that, uh, you see things come out that, you know, oh, that's, that's my dad, or that's, mm-hmm. that's coach I own, or that's coach Lebsock, or, um, you know, that's, Oh man, I, that that was a Kramer right there. That was you know it, you see those things come out, and certainly the the head coaches that I've worked for here, um, and the coaching staffs that I've been a part of, you take things um, from them. And uh, you know I'm very different than than several of the coaches that I've had, but I, I do agree that I'm a you know my coaching style and my um, the way that I, I I do things and 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 uh, organize things um, is a a byproduct of having been um, involved with really uh, an unbelievable wealth of people. Um, I can't, I, when I look back on it, I, it's hard for me to, um, it's hard for me to to understand how I got so lucky in terms of the people that I got to have in my life and, and influence me. And, and um, you know, like I said, that started really early, um, you know, seeing my dad uh, coach and he was a fiery guy he was, he was the guy that just getting uh, really, uh, both an- in animated in both positive and negative way on the sideline is really, um, you know, had that kind of persona about him. Um, Coach Lebsock in high school at Skyview High School, um, more reserved, but just very, um, very detail-oriented and, and a guy that, um, you know, was just so good at relating to us as players, cared so much about us. And, um, you know, and, and like I said, going into college, those two different personality types, um, and so, you know, I, I have, I've been unbelievably blessed, you know, Coach Don Bailey um, as an offensive coordinator, just get, getting to have a relationship with him. Um, and so it, it just was a, a, one of those things that really sparks your interest in in coaching. And and um, that's why I do what I do. I mean, it, it is what I, I love this game. And I love what football does for, for players and, and coaches. And it's just uh, something that, get stuck deep down in there and it doesn't let go very easy. So, um, you know, whenever there's a difficult time as a coach or, or you know, you struggling with, with certain situations that come up, you got to lean on some of the things that you had in your past. And I certainly do that all the time with the guys that I've been able to have in my life.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So I read about your school a little bit that you're at and the ranking system of like five, a six, a, that you guys have there is obviously different than what we have in Montana, where double A is the top of the top. So kind of explain your 5A ranking systems that you have in Indiana for those of us obviously not in Indiana.
1: Right. So we this year coming up, we um, we are jumping into 6A, which is the, top, the highest class. Um, now, Indiana is different a little bit just because of the, um, the, the wide array of, of school sizes. So They're actually just starting um, to delve into the eight man football stuff a little bit with some really small schools. But um, the the biggest school in our 6A class, and I actually worked there for eight years and coached and taught there, um, is is 5,500 kids. So it's a very, very large school. Um, And so um, our school is right around 2,300. So, you know, we're, we're in the top class which is 6A. So that gives you an idea of the, the wide range of of, class, of okay. schools in 6A. Um, but yeah, we, we've been in 5A um, and it's all based on school population, on, on the size of the schools. Um, so we reorder every two years. Um, and so, you know, if your school enrollment drops or, or rises, you could jump up or, or a class or two. Um, there's also a success factor. Um, so if you you accrue points throughout the playoffs, if you go to a certain um, uh, level at each year in the playoff, you could uh get enough points to be bumped up regardless of your school size, and so that would have happened for us this year, regardless of if our school hadn't grown. Um, so we we bump up to 6a both in enrollment and as well as because of the success factor. So, um, so yeah, we're 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 ready to roll with it, we're excited about it. Um, and our program's been been growing and, and developing over the last three years, and um, you know, we're we we play in uh, we have a conference um, much like you know your double A in Montana the eastern and western sides kind of split mm-hmm. in, in a lot of sports but um, for us we have a conference um, and so um, that schools in our area um, and our, our our conference here I would I would put up against um, you know just about any school in the Midwest without with, with exception of maybe a couple of the um, parochial leagues in, in Ohio and places like that but um, you know top to bottom our conference is excellent so great athletes great coaches um, and in indiana indianapolis especially but indiana as a state is um, quickly becoming a hotbed for um, recruiting talent and uh and so it's it's a great place to coach and teach it's Indianapolis is a is a great city um you know we just had the indy 500 last week which was is is always amazing um took my girls to that for the first time And, and so you know there's just so much going on in this area but it's a great place to live and work and uh it's it's pretty awesome
0: that's awesome so then I also read that you took your team to the championship this last fall what is that championship atmosphere like as a coach
1: yeah, so we we've actually had the experience of going the last two years um, to the state finals, and um, that we play our state finals here in Lucas Oil Stadium, and and that's uh, it, it's a great experience for for us and the kids. And and as as an assistant at Carmel, uh, I coached at Carmel High School, which is that that biggest school in Indiana. Um, we went uh, to the state finals five out of the uh, eight seasons that I was there. So um, I've been blessed to be uh, in that in that, uh, atmosphere a lot. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that as a coach, it obviously is the ultimate goal as a player. It's, it's the ultimate goal, um, in high school football. And, and, um, I always tell the guys, you know, at some point, you know, before the game, um, and at some point during the game, make sure you stop and take a snapshot, mm-hmm. um, make sure you stop for a minute and and just kind of look around and, and embrace what you're a part of because um it's special i mean to see to plan a huge stadium to have all of your fans and, and in a place like we we live um you know you're getting a great deal of the town there um and you just just to feel the support and the energy um from the people who care about what you do um it's pretty special so we always talk to them about hey hey man take just take not, not very much you got it's got to be short because you got you got a job to do but stop for a minute every you know at some point a couple of times throughout the day and and for me that's you know that's that time when we're in the tunnel we're getting ready to, to run out on the field and just to feel the energy um and and to see the students and the parents and the crowd and um because i think you know in high school football is a is is similar to college in that it's it, it's there's a buy-in from people and there's a pride, a community pride, um, in in that where it's a little bit different than, than professional sports, Mm -hmm. but, um, where people are just truly invested in everything that you're doing and, and just to feel that support, um, feel what the people that care about what you do. And, um, that's pretty special. And so, yeah, it's that being in that atmosphere as a coach and, and just knowing that you've helped help the players get get to that point um, and reach their goals is is just really neat.
0: That's awesome, and to have your state championship at Lucas Oil Stadium, one of the best stadiums in the NFL, that's pretty cool too.
1: Absolutely, it's 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 incredible, and you know, I actually you know, I got the opportunity to go to to. The practice with the Colts today—that um, was why I had to, to reschedule real quick. Oh. So I—I I was down there at practice, and um, you know, here in, in the community, we have a, a great relationship. A lot of coaches and players that live in our community, but uh, the Indianapolis Colts are—I um, I can't imagine a, a professional organization that does more for um, not just high school football but youth football um, in their area than the Colts do. Um, They're phenomenal, Um, and they're they're incredibly welcoming, Um, you know. And there there's no there's no uh, it's no coincidence that the rise in football in our areas started when Peyton Manning was here, uh, and they were really rolling. And then that's that's not lost on us. And and but the Colts do so much for us in the community in terms of you know helping us and forwarding football, and it's just it's really cool.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So speaking of the Colts, I also read that you got to coach a former Colts son in AJ Vinatieri.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So AJ, AJ has been on our team the last two seasons and uh, Adam's been a part of our staff um, helping out um, on as with kickers and special teams and, and uh, you know, like what a cool thing, um, you know, to have a guy that's, that's, played at the level that he has Um, and for just to see i think the coolest thing about that experience for me selfishly is that um to see the type of people that they are Um, you know adam adam is an incredibly uh humble person very competitive um but he's very humble and he's gonna you know he takes time for everybody that wants to talk to him and and he's he's just he came in and worked with us and you know I always say you know we meet uh, professional coaches and, and players like I said we have the opportunity to do that quite a bit and and nobody ever big times us you know nobody ever acts like they're better than we are and 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 he is no exception to that and and that's translated down to AJ who um was very skilled um, and, and could have easily, you know, ridden his dad's coattails into something, but he, he's very, very talented himself and he works really hard. And and just to see those values instilled in him um, is pretty cool. And, and, um, you know, and then quite honestly, it's a neat experience for our, the rest of our players to have, have a guy like that around. They, you know, that's, you. that's something that's really cool. And for us too, as coaches, I mean, what a neat thing, but um, you know, the coolest thing is just that they're, just to see that, you know, these guys are guys, they're normal people, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're no different from us, and they, um, you know, Adam specifically is just, was a great blessing to us um, in a lot of ways, so um, very cool, but um, it's just, it it was a great experience all the way around.
0: That's awesome, for sure, and, you know, just to go back to your speaking about the Colts, I just think it's so cool that they are so open to you guys, I mean, Of course, you hear of the um, community involvement, but to hear just how involved they are with you is really awesome.
1: Yeah, no question. And I, you know, like I said, I've been I've been blessed really um, on a personal level by him, probably more than I ever should be. I mean, just um, having relationships with guys on staff. Now, in fact, I today I met Gus Bradley, um, who's the new defensive coordinator, and he. I didn't know this, but he, his brother is Kelly Bradley, who was the, the quarterback for the Bobcats, um, really the team which I didn't know. Um, so I, I got to talk to him a little bit about that. And, um, that uh, just kind of a cool connection point, but, you know, I've, I, we've had, um, players, um, you know, whose parent, whose dads were coaches for the Colts on our team in the past. And, and we've actually, I had the blessing of working with a couple guys that were former, um, Colts assistants and, And like I said, they were just huge uh, mentors for me uh, and just poured into me. Um, And so I've been unbelievably blessed just from learning from those guys. um, Felt like a a graduate level course in football over a couple of seasons. And so, um, man, what a blessing to me personally. um, And and just being in this area, you know, like I said, I don't don't think that would happen uh, too many other places. And so, you know, I'm very, very blessed and grateful for that.
0: Oh, that's awesome, Scott. Um, so one of my things that I love to do with this podcast is help hopefully high school age kids that want to play at the next level, get to that next level. So what advice do you have for high school players kind of specifically in Montana, but really anywhere that want to play at the next level?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the beauty of, of football now, um, recruiting is that, um, a high school kid can take a little bit more control over, over, over that. Now, um, everything's, you can share anything and everything. Um, and the first thing I would say is that, you know, don't be afraid to promote yourself, um, in, in terms of social media and, um, using video on huddle and all those different things, those, those resources that are available to you, don't be afraid to promote yourself, but, um, you got to do it the right way. Right. I mean, you got to have your your your, you know, your Twitter account and your your Hubble account's got to be got to look good. Um, you've got to be put promote yourself in a good. It's a great marketing um, experiment. Right. I mean, you don't want to have a silly Twitter handle. You don't want to have a um, nonsense on your Twitter page. But it's a great way for you to promote yourself uh, to people. Um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to coaches. Don't be afraid to um, to, to let people know of your interests. But ultimately, um, the biggest thing is that you've got to be you've got to be capable of playing college football. So you've got to work on your craft. If that's truly something that you want to do, you've got to understand what college football is. I mean, I think there's a lot of young men out there that that love being recruited, the idea of being recruited. Which, which wouldn't, right? Every, everybody, you know, wants offers. Everybody wants to be able to say I got this or that or uh, I got an offer from this person or this school or whatever. And, and certainly I don't have any fault in that. Everybody would love that. You know, that's, that's part of it. But, um, you know, I tell guys all the time that um, college football um, is, can be the greatest thing you ever do. Um, for me, it was the, the, the greatest experience of my life athletically, and it's really not even close. Mm um but it takes a lot there's a lot of a lot of work that goes into it there's a lot of time and effort and you have to be able to your film isn't going to lie um if you're able to play people are going to see it i mean you look at you know troy anderson's a great example Mm -hmm. um you know but he's also people knew that he could play real early right because he's look at the guy
0: yeah
1: um but you've got to be able to to put time and effort into developing as an athlete. Um, and you've got to, you've got to treat your preparation and your development as you would as a, as a professional, as a college football player in high school, you've got to get that mindset, right? Um, because if you don't, it's going to be a shock to you and it's going to be hard when you get to that next level. And, and I would say too, that the, the, the questions I get a lot, um, especially when it comes to football, I think, um, you know, baseball and basketball, at least in our areas, is, is different um, because you have the travel in the AAU, which primarily mm-hmm. primarily takes the recruiting role. The recruiting happens in those spaces. It doesn't happen as much in the high school itself. But with football, um, you know. That that stuff happens in the high school still. But some of the, the questions that I get from coaches, college coaches that come in all the time is, you know, do they love football? So you've got to demonstrate that, that you love it. Um, do you love the process of developing yourself? So weight room, you, you got to love, you got to fall in love with the weight room. You got to fall in love, fall in love with speed development. It's, it's just part of what you got. You got to love to do that stuff. You're going to be doing it for a long time. Um, and then you, you got to make sure your grades are right. I mean, that's, that's just such a huge thing now. And even for high school kids, it's even more important now with, with the transfer portal, because we're seeing that a lot where that a lot of schools, especially if they're in, um, rebuild mode quickly, they're going to go to the portal before they go to high school. And, um, and that's affecting some high school kids. So you got to make sure that everything's buttoned up as best you can. Um, and then you got to make sure that your film is great. Um, so you got to perform right. You gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta be a great teammate. Um, And you got to be a team guy first. I mean, you know, the the individual results will come if you do your job in football. It's it's the way it works. So, um, and if you're good enough, they'll find you somehow. Um, But you just got to make sure things are buttoned up because, um, you know, right now the the trend is lately, and it could change, but the trend is now the portal comes first and the high school comes second with a lot of, especially the higher level schools. So um, don't be afraid to promote yourself and get yourself out there either.
0: No, for sure. So my final question for you is I got your name from Rob Brown of big sky customs, and I understand he made a figure for you from your days at MSU. How did it turn out?
1: Oh man, it was phenomenal. Rob, Rob does an amazing job, man. Um, that's just, it's just such a cool thing. I mean, um, you know, I think that was one of those things for me. I saw it, you know, my cane I own is, um, he and I played together. We best friends in high school growing up and, um, and, and, uh, played together in college. And so, you know, we always, always keep obviously keep in touch. And I think I, he was the one, uh, Rob made one of him and I saw it and I'm like, man, that's, that's sweet. And I got to get, I got to get one of those. So it wasn't like Rob just looked and go, "Hmm, who can I make a, Figure of uh, yeah, Turnquist. He's a good guy. Uh, now nah, I, I sought him out for sure. Uh, I mean I, I had no no shame in in admitting that. I asked him to do that for sure. Um, but what the work he does is incredible, man. And it's uh it's just such a cool thing to, to have around. I mean you know just as a keepsake and uh, something neat to remember your playing days by. And um, just you know what a cool experience.
0: For sure. And now he's he's so busy. I think he's over a year out. <laughs> so i know i'm
1: i'm I'm betting there's no way he can even keep up at this point so i think i i I think i hit him right at the right time so i lucked out (laughs) a little bit there.
0: for sure for sure but no he does a great job and i mean he's been a great help to me getting this podcast kind of rolling with some interviews like yours it's been great
1: absolutely man i appreciate what you're doing and Man, what a cool thing to be able to talk about Bobcat football, man. That's uh, anytime I get a chance to do that, especially living as far away as I do, I want to jump at it. So I appreciate <laughs> what you do big time.
0: Of course. Well, hey, you have a great rest of your day, and wish you the best of luck to your team this fall.
1: Hey, thanks, Mitch. I appreciate it. And best of luck with this, man. I think it's uh, it's awesome what you're doing, and uh, really cool to see. So thanks for promoting um, you know, football in the area, and and certainly the the bobcats and uh you know really just proud to be a bobcat so i'm excited to be with you
0: awesome well thanks so much for your time today scott have a good rest of your day
1: all right you too mitch thanks
0: yep